Hello, and welcome to Hospitality Hot Dish, fresh from the oven. I am Kate Conroy, Vice President of Strategic Partnerships here at Hospitality Minnesota, which is a member-driven organization dedicated to educating, supporting, and advocating for Minnesota's hospitality industry. What you can expect from the hot dish are conversations with restaurants, hotels, resorts, campgrounds, and the allied members who support those businesses in the state of Minnesota. We release a new episode every other Thursday, so be on the lookout for those. If you're listening to this early in January of 2024, we launched with three episodes in the can. So if you like what you're hearing, you can go back and listen to the next couple as well. Speaking of which, you can find The Hot Dish just about anywhere you can download a podcast, and we even put them up on YouTube as well. So check us out and don't forget, excuse me, don't forget to leave a five-star review so that the algorithm gets us in front of other awesome people just like you. Special shout out to today's sponsor, D'Amico and Sons, offering lunch, dinner, takeout, and event catering. They're conveniently located in Edina, Golden Valley, and Nicolette Mall, which is close to the Hospitality Minnesota office, which means I need to get over there really soon. I am never mad about getting my hands on some good Italian food, I'll tell you that. With me today is Angie Whitcomb, President and CEO of Hospitality Minnesota. Angie, say hi. Let the audience hear your voice. Hello, everyone. Thanks, Kate, for having me on. Oh, it's our pleasure. My pleasure. I uh, I like to use the royal we sometimes. It's our pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Angie, let's jump right in. In terms of hospitality, what is your why? Oh, my why. Well, initially, hospitality made my way through college, right? I had... Uh, a great, probably one of my favorite jobs ever working at Hubert's while I was in college and got to work there during, this is going to date me, the 89 or the World Series, the Super Bowl, the Final Four. I mean, like we had a good run there at the old, at the old location. So that was great. But really what got me into this industry, Kate, is I started my career after hospitality as an accounting and finance head after working for Robert Half International. And when that career was, you know, coming to its its end for me, I made three lists: a list of things I was good at in that role, a list of things I loved in that role, and my third list was the duplicates. What were the same words that were showing up on both lists? And it was working with C-suite leaders, leading a chain, leading a team, affecting change. I wanted to be sort of public facing with like educating, advocacy kind of slant, but I had no idea what that was. And even my husband asked me, well, what's this? I said, oh, that's my next gig. And he said, oh, where? I said, I don't know. I'm probably going to have to make it up. And then I'll save you all the details. But I ended up getting a great opportunity to lead a chamber in the South Metro because it was my list. And so found very early on in my chamber career that I love this. You know, I'm the daughter of small business owners. I grew up in, in a town where um, my parents' office was two doors down from the Chamber of Commerce, so I was always kind of, you know, tagging along to Chamber events. And you saw the green ambassador coats, and I was like, I loved what they did. And then to find myself in that industry, being able to, like, help people make accomplish a difference, their right? Like, I got to make a difference yeah. in people's lives. And when I was recruiting, that's kind of been the common theme in my whole career. So as a recruiter, I helped companies find employees. And then I help people find jobs. So I was helping people, always kind of the theme. And this I this industry is is really it's all about hospitality and leading with that servant heart and you know, realizing that but for our members, whether it's any of the chambers I've been fortunate enough to be part of, 
or this fantastic organization that I'm honored to lead. But for our members, there's no need for us. So it is all about serving them and ensuring that we are keenly aware of what's keeping them up at night, what their needs are. Do we have the right team in place? I mean, I've kind of got an operational mind. So do I have the right team in place? You being part of that great team? And my answer is yes. And are they doing the right things for our members? And more importantly, are they meeting the members' needs or are they meeting what we think the members' needs are? So mm-hmm. being able to deliver on that and then that, I mean, it doesn't take much feedback from a member for me to feel like, all right, I'm coming back tomorrow or I'm coming back this afternoon and get to do that again. For me, that is the ultimate bucket filler. And that sounds really selfish given that we're in the hospitality space and it's about serving. But if you can get, you know, your cups filled while you're filling others, I mean, that's a win. That's not worth that. Perfect gig. Absolutely yeah. perfect gig. We have a perfect gig. Yeah. yeah, we really do. We're both really lucky. So it's so interesting that you knew what a chamber of commerce was from way back when. When I got my first chamber job, I literally said to them, But what is what is a chamber? I don't can you explain to me what you what? do? <laughs> And of course, the rest is history, because as you said, our members, by and large, are the the pistons of the economy. They keep the economy going. And whatever we can do to help them do better, work, work smarter, not harder. It is such a blessing to get to do this work every day. I hate to sound so Pollyanna, but (laughs) it does sound so Pollyanna and cheesy, but it is. So true. I mean, nobody grows up saying, oh, I think I'm going to go, you know, be a chamber executive or I'm going to run a trade association. Right. And I think once we get in here, we realize how great it is. I know we have to keep that pipeline full to keep our industry alive and keep the people coming behind us. But I kind of feel like I've, you know, I've got this great little well-kept secret. I don't want anyone else to know about it because I want to keep this for myself. Right. But um, we are, we really are so lucky to do what we do. Yeah. To your point, nobody grows up thinking they're going to they're going to run one of these organizations or even work for one of these organizations. Shout out to the U.S. Chamber of Commerce's Institute for Organization Management. It's a four year certificate program. It's how you and I met and it teaches people how to run not for profits, specifically in the chamber and association space. And I tell you, there is not better professional development out there for this kind of work. I'm so grateful every day, not only for it because you and I met, but because of the education, the network that it has created. It's just so specific. I mean, you could say every business is essentially the same. You're here to provide a service or a product and you make money and you pay employees. But this work I feel in my heart is really special and it's exciting to be a part of it. It is. And and you're right. Without uh, having been introduced to the US Chamber or Institute uh, program, and that was back in 2011. And I didn't know what I didn't know, but I was told <laughs> by our uh, former state chamber uh, president, you got to go through this program. And I believed every word he said. I was like, okay. 10 minutes into my time on site, I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be great. Now, you know, I came out of that first year going, holy cow, I have a lot of work to do. But I felt like for the first time, I knew what I didn't know. And then I could form a plan and I could see how that was going to benefit the community I was working in and the businesses who were investing in that community and how it really defined for me the ecosystem of what we do and how we do it there and how that impacts our business leaders' abilities to impact the community and the residents. And and we're all in this together. And 
to even play a really small part in that is, you know, it's, it's, it's a good gig. It's a good gig. It's a gift. Yeah. I think yeah. it's a gift. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have a little fun and dig a little deeper. Be right uh -huh. back. And we're back. Angie, thank you so much for a great first half. We are going to dig a little deeper now. Here's a hard hitting question for you. What is your favorite Minnesota escape? Now, be careful because you run the hospitality <laughs> association. No favoritism, right? Pete, that's a horrible question to ask somebody <laughs> with my job. Listen, I have lived in this state my entire life, and there's not a part of it I don't love. And I know that sounds ridiculous. I grew up in Albert Lee. I love the lakes. I love Southern Minnesota. Um, you know, I've lived in Minneapolis for a lot of decades, um, or in the whatever suburb that is. And I love, you know, anywhere along the river. I love the North Shore. I love the Boundary Waters. I mean, truly, we have the most beautiful state. Um, and we've got great places to go everywhere. And, you know, I mean, like, I could pick up a million favorites. That's not even true. Like, that's like asking, what, who's your favorite kid? I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that's you know, <laughs> I was just thinking as you were talking that the diversity in the state in terms of landscape is really kind of incredible. Like we've got yeah. the plains, we've got the forests, we've got um, the rivers with the bluffs, we've got the yeah. Great Lakes. Like it is really kind of incredible all the different varieties of, of view that yeah. you could choose from depending yeah. on what you're in the mood for. Yeah. You know, and I always, you know, say those who know me know that, you know, if money were no object and I didn't need to work and I could pick any place to, you know, else to be, I'd park myself in a beach chair on, on the South Shore of Martha's Vineyard with a book and a bottle of wine. Um, and so, like, if I'm always drawn to the ocean. And I think that's what I love the most about the North Shore. I mean, we have Lake Superior and that body of water is alive and incredible. And and yeah. so it fills that bucket. I don't need to move anywhere. Like I can go visit the ocean, but I have all of it right here. And to your point, the diversity of our geography is incredible. And yeah, so we're and you know what? Starts. There are no uh, there are no hurricanes on Lake Superior, so it's yeah, yeah, <laughs> safer, yeah. safer right? in that regard. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Last question, Angie. Uh, what keeps you up at night? And I know that that's a loaded question because, you know, you and our, our GR person, Jill, who's fantastic, yeah. you do a lot of work in this space with advocating for the uh, hospitality industry. And there's got to be a lot that keeps you up at night, depending on what piece of legislation is coming down the pike. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think you you hit the nail on the head, Kate. Or yeah, Kate, I almost called you Jill. <laughs> <laughs> what keeps you up at night? My team, learning my team's names. Um, no, I mean, you know, when I first started this job, it was, um, it, it was, you know, do we have the right people in the bus to meet the needs and what are our members thinking? Oh my gosh. And it was in the middle of the last legislative session, which was very busy for all of us. <laughs> and, um, you know, we joked, Jill and I joked our way through that last session, like, oh my gosh, it's like a game of, you know, legislative whack-a-mole. Um, so, you know, but I, it does keep me up at night, like what's coming through the legislature, how is it going to impact our members. And to be fair, that's not always a negative, right? How is it going to positively impact our members? And how are we telling that story? And how are we elevating the story of the people who work in our industry? I mean, I think that's always the thing. 
that is whirling around in my head. How do we tell the worker stories? How do we tell the owner operator stories? How do we close the awareness gap of the entrepreneurial opportunities and the incredible career opportunities that lie within our industry? I mean, I think people think hospitality and they go right to, oh, you're a waitress at a diner or, oh, you're a bartender or, oh, right. you you work at a hotel, but they don't know what that means or what those opportunities are. And, and maybe it's the recovering recruiter in me, but that's the thing that is always rolling around in my head. How do I tell those stories? How do I get more people into this fun industry where they can make a great living and have a great career and see the world and meet people from all over the world and truly, you know, make someone stay every day and get paid for? I mean, that's, you know, so that's fun. And then, you know, you worry about the the legislative, um, you know, initiatives and agendas that are coming down the pipe. And you make sure that even more so than protecting them, it's just educating our members and making sure that they've got the things they need, whether it be a toolkit or information or facts versus the rumor mill, right? I yeah. mean, we all know how that works. I mean, let's, you know, um, I don't know when this is dropping, but Earn Sick and Safe leave goes into effect January 1 for the entire state. And when we did a quick poll of our members asking how many of you feel prepared, we had answers that quite frankly were shocking. I mean, they were confusing what paid family medical leave or they'd never heard of it or like, oh, I thought that was just in Minneapolis. Right. And so breaking it down into uh, manageable, not dumbing it down, but manageable, like, okay, here's what it means here's steps you need to take and here's here's how it rolls out. Then putting that toolkit and then just making sure. So it's really about just arming our our members and and I and I need to say on this podcast, um, when I say the word member, it's like the use the use of the royal we, right? Yeah. I view any employee, owner, operator, partner of the hospitality industry as one of our members because the work we do benefits the industry, not just the people who have opted to support this work by joining our organization or donating to our education foundation or working within, you know, sponsoring one of our events. It's not just those folks. Those folks, you know, keep us paid and, and allow me to hire a great team. The work we do, though, should and does elevate the hospitality industry across this entire great state. Um, any last thoughts? You know, I, I would be remiss if I uh, let this opportunity go by without thanking our members and our board of directors, both on the foundation and the Hospitality Minnesota Association for not only the work they do in our industry, but the support and work um, that they do for us here on our team. We have a great team. We uh, are starting the new year with nine of us which is exciting and rolling out new programs. And I would just you know, want to say thank you to those who support this work, but then also encourage those who are maybe listening to us for the first time or wondering, you know, what is hospitality Minnesota? What do they do? Check out our website, check out our programs, um, have a conversation with us. And at the very least, if you've got an issue, call us. I mean, we are here to serve and help. You don't have to be part of the club. We invite you to be part of the club. We invite you to be part of our membership. But we're here to help you, period. And so we just want more people to take advantage of what we're bringing to the table every day. 
Fantastic. That was awesome. And that is the show. One last shout out to our sponsor, sponsor, D'Amico and Sons, offering lunch, dinner, takeout, and event catering. They're located in Edina, Golden Valley, and Nicolette Mall. Angie, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, Just an FYI, Angie will be a frequent guest. I know we'll see you again soon. And thank you to all who are listening, and we will see you again next time. Bye, everyone.